Welcome back to Mr. Nice Guy. Um, we're here once again in High Five Studio, and um, it's good to be back. Uh, slipped a couple of times on my way here, mm -hmm. but I'm just sick of it fucking precipitating. <laughs> I feel you. I'm so <laughs> over it. Uh, joining me today is um, a uh, wonderful Milwaukee artist who uh, just dropped her debut album, Island Girl, recently. It's streaming everywhere. She's got a headlining show coming up in Minneapolis uh, next month, is it? Actually, it's in a few days. It's in eight days. Yeah, February wow. 18th. The, the From today's filming. Time is, time is fucking flying by. I know. Because I, I thought you, like, it was, like, recently announced. So, like, maybe, you know, I'll have time to think about this, but it's already <laughs> coming up. Well, we have Mowgli in the show. Hi everyone! <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Of course, I know I was uh, looking. I haven't seen you in so long, and it's yeah, been, it's, it's been a minute. I, it has <laughs> been since uh, we moved out, pretty right. much. <laughs> right. Down there. Um, how how was your day today? Um, it was. I was traveling. I was on the road. I was coming back from like Chicago area, so uh, it's been a little hectic. Mm. Um, but, you know, I've been traveling a lot recently. I was just in Miami the previous week. Um, yeah, I'm going out of town to Minneapolis this weekend. So I'm just really hoping the weather doesn't get in my way. Yeah, I know. But. Well, they need that salt. That salt's got to, like, uh, this, those trucks got to be uh, yep. bringing those salt. <laughs> salt it up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, I, I got us a Cook's uh, Champagne tonight. Of course, you you wanted something a little classy, yeah. and we did look. Uh, I did go a little extra mile with the Banana Republic tonight. Um, what are you What are you uh, wearing t this evening? Oh, uh, this is actually uh, vintage. It was my grandmother's. Fuck me. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of my style. I like to combine like. Uh, vintage pieces. I really like to go to like consignment stores and antique stores, especially for jewelry. Like this piece, I got um, at an antique store in Duluth. Oh, word. yeah. So, um, and then yeah, I just I like to shop online. I like to go thrifting. I like to. I I want to know that when I walk in the room, I'm the only one that's gonna be wearing that outfit. Of course, yeah. No, it's so. like you're owning you're owning a fit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you do own the fuck out of it. Thank you. Of course. Um, well, I will drink to that. Yeah, so. to owning the fit. <laughs> mm. Tastes like college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It brings it, <laughs> brings it back to summer 2017 when the uh, bottles of this was just lining up my... Uh, my house like uh yes. like we had like the graveyard <laughs> there were just every other bottle was a cook's oh my god yeah um well it's super cool um so Mowgli um you have you have a lot going on right now like this is this is a very um it's a very pivotal time in your artistry clearly um from what I've been seeing and from what you've been telling me you uh You've got a couple EPs in the works. You do have your show coming up. You're, uh, you've got like um, a manager now. You have just like, what am I missing? What else is going on in, in the life oh of Mowgli, so artist-wise? Yeah. Uh, so really, when I started making music, I actually started out like um, editing beats and making like edits of like my favorite songs and like mashups and stuff like that so yeah. I was I was using FL Studio and I was just doing that I wasn't singing on anything 
Um, that was this past March. I only started putting out music as Mowgli uh, in the summer, this past summer. So yeah. I started, I had like some jazz tracks, I was trying out some different styles, but really with the release of my first album this past December, yeah. I came into my own and I kind of discovered like my style, what my vibe really is. And now that I've got that down, I am just on a roll. I have been in the studio a lot. I have new music coming out. I've been collaborating with a ton of people, um, working on an exclusive production EP with Dev Diamond. Oh, yeah. Hey, studio. shout out, yeah, shout shout out, out Dev. Dev. He's probably in the back somewhere. <laughs> shout out, yeah, he's probably, uh, you know. He might be on the couch either. sleeping. <laughs> I've, I've seen it happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's extremely talented. Um, we put out a song together, Bad Thoughts. That's one of my most streamed songs on Spotify that came out on Thanksgiving. Mm. And um, yeah, I've got I've got that going. Like you said, my um, my other project kind of secret right now, um, but is in the works with another Milwaukee producer. Sure. And who will uh, remain unnamed? I'm assuming. For now, for Good. now. Hey, I, I see you. More secrets to be revealed soon. That makes it um, more exciting. Yeah, one thing at a time. Right? Yeah. So, of uh, my. I recently started an alternative modeling career, so I started out as like um, a brand ambassador for clothing yeah. companies through Instagram, and I've also been doing like music videos, um, and... Yeah, you just did one with Ishtar. I did, yeah, yeah. We just uh, filmed right, actually right before I got on a plane to Miami. We were filming the last scene. Mm -hmm. I got in the taxi, and I went to the airport. I ran wow. to my gate, and it was boarding when I got to my gate. Damn. But we had to get the scene. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for that to come out. It's going to be really cool when everyone sees it. Um, yeah, so that, that's been going well, and I do graphic design as well. So I've been booked recently for a couple of different um, like cover art for different artists, uh, merch designing, that type of thing. Um, so there's been a lot going on. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. You're like a... A jack of all trades, Hopefully. but but you are a woman, so you would be a Jane of all trades. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I just made that up on the spot. Shout out Jane. Shout out Jane. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, but that is like, I mean, it, it sounds like a lot is on your plate at the mm -hmm. moment, but it also it it's got to be so in like it's got to just keep you constantly fueled with um you know ambition and uh just drive to continue you know creating new content from a lot of different mediums um that's i mean that's remarkable i can't name a lot of other people i know doing that much honestly i in some ways i feel like i have to like especially as a female in the game um you want to have as many avenues to kind of showcase your like your personality your persona your style it's really all kind of about how you present yourself, not only through your music, but for me, um, a lot of what draws people to my page currently, there are my modeling photos. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, obviously really big on Instagram. And the great thing about Instagram that I love is it allows women to photograph themselves and portray themselves how they want to be seen. Yeah. And that is so powerful. You mm -hmm. know, people, I don't think really see how cool that is yeah, that you can make money off of self photography that, that you've been doing of, of yourself and however you want to portray yourself nobody yeah. else is in control owning your image owning your image exactly so i've been trying to yeah utilize as many different avenues as i can 
Um, and I've had so much inspiration from like the women, even in the Milwaukee scene, like Jane Joyce, who we obviously mentioned. Oh my God. Uh, Shout out Jane yeah, Joyce. She's really, really great. I, oh, first time I, I heard her. her voice, I was like, bet. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, first really time great. I met Jane Joyce was actually here at one of those networking yep, events. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, she like her pipes are just uh, mm-hmm. second to none. Yeah. Um, she is, she is such an amazing uh, like she's has so much prowess when she's up on the mic. She's so passionate. Like she can, like I've seen her just like jam with like just she can like you know w- like uh, work with like so many different like so much different artistry. Right. I've noticed like and and she's you know one of the many female artists here at High Five and and mm-hmm. even a strange oasis. I've encountered some female artists that are like incredible. Um, Audie Marie, oh, yeah. I really like Audie. her. Shy Maria, yeah. Amarella, obviously. Oh my god! Who just put out a project recently. All of them also met here. Right. Yeah. This so, is such a good high five. Is such a great crossroads for mm-hmm. the creatives of the city. It really is, and and especially for female artists. Like mm-hmm. I like I said, uh, Moody recently. Oh, yeah, I Moody. I got to know her music through mm-hmm. High Five too. Um, but yeah, uh, High Five. I love the way that they promote female artistry. Um, the other studio I record at here, um, Lucian Parker's studio. Strange Oasis. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, S-O-E. It is, uh, myself, then there is, uh, Liza, um, Liza Jane, and then, um, there's a girl named Deja. And mm. it's, it's us three, and I think there's another girl named Foxy, haven't met her yet, but, oh, wow. uh, so it, it's us four female artists, but, sure. you know, in a sea of, of men, and especially yeah. if you're doing hip-hop music, it can, it, I mean, there's a lot of temptation and I think there's a lot of uh, pressure from the outside to kind of have this in-between like bickering or like some beef or something like that, but I haven't felt that from anybody here in, in Milwaukee at all. It's just all been really, really supportive, you know, females down for females, that's so cool. That's exactly like what I was looking for and to, especially to be a new artist and to just be welcomed in, mm-hmm. amazing. For sure. I'm here for it. Uh, no, uh, yeah. As <laughs> yeah. we all are here. You yeah. Know? That's, <laughs> or are we? I, are we ever really I like, here? I well, some <laughs> big questions. I'm going to have to step outside real right. quick, think about that, and then come back. Um, no, that's that's all, like, all around fantastic to hear. Um, I have met some truly wonderful women uh, that have been, you know, not only, like, uh, just guests passing through here to like you know check it out but also like people like women that record here and you know are just part of the image that high five is yeah. and, and just part of just the image of milwaukee as a whole right. like beyond just you know this space like it's like i've met some of you know the mo- like some of the most powerful inspiring and just like self-owning women I have met, uh, have been, you know, have been, uh, the, the voices of Milwaukee. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, no, it's, (laughs) and I, that's why I wouldn't give anything back, uh, you know, for being educated here and still living here, meeting so many awesome creative individuals. It's an underrated place for creatives. I think the perception that I had of Milwaukee before moving here about a year and a half ago was, um, that it was kind of like a dead end for creatives, that there wasn't really a big industry here, there weren't a lot of opportunities, and little did I know that it's actually quite the opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, In a lot of ways, I think, 
sure, you know, it's a little more um, on the DL, I guess you could say. Yeah. Like, people aren't that that familiar, especially with underground music in Milwaukee versus, like, Minneapolis, where, where um, I kind of grew up in that surrounding area, like, right on the border. Sure. But, um, yeah, some of my favorite current artists that I'm listening to are Milwaukee locals. Mm. And um, I rep Milwaukee yeah, right now. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. Got to. Got to. Um, yeah, no, uh, the good the good land is, is full of uh, some good landers. Mm-hmm. That's um, a great band, by the way. Yes, shout out Wolfring and the Good Land Gang. <laughs> um, so, uh, I as you know... Uh, you are familiar um so we so this show uh we you know i i designed for um kind of like bringing out the humanity in each other uh not only as uh you know as artists but also just you know you and me as individuals and um i particularly am i you know i'm i want to explore love and fear as it as you have experienced it as through you know not only your history just growing up to be who you are but also you know the you know what your uh, previous content has been what it's continuing to be so um so beginning with that uh i want to um real quick uh, make sure that we're still good Okay, I'm gonna have to change the battery at some point. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. no, I'll edit that. Alright. Um so I like so I'm interested in, you know, how uh, you know your your own personal, you know, passions and biases and that have manifested through your own personal life have uh have shown as uh, kind of part of what has been the thematic material behind your music. Um, and I know that, so Island Girl has a lot of, you know, it has a lot of reggaeton. It has a lot of like, it's thematically, it has to do with, um, you know, yeah. being on an island. Vibes, right. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. And I, you know, that, that is uh, <laughs> a fantastic theme. Yeah. Uh, and it's, um, you know, something that, a lot of us, I'm sure, can envision as a paradise, but that doesn't seem to be the case uh, when we actually dive into what your album really, um, you know, encapsulates, like, for you personally. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you're right. The theme behind Island Girl at a glance is kind of a paradise theme, but if you dig deeper, the island is being used as a metaphor for my own personal experience with depression and um, self-isolation. Yeah. And I think a lot of people um, like myself who uh, have been diagnosed with depression, whether you are being medicated or not, or seeking treatment or not, you find yourself kind of in a world where through the pressures of social media, family, whatnot, there is this desire to put forward this image that your life is a paradise that, you know, capturing your greatest moments. You yeah. have 20 pictures on your Instagram feed and all of them are like highlights. Yeah. And to the outside eye, it might seem that you are living a very picturesque life. Mm-hmm. But on the inside, you know, how quickly does that smile fade when the camera goes away? And um, totally. 
and for myself personally like I I have had a very close relationship with fear and a lot of that has to do with um, you know my struggles with substance abuse um, my experience with depression love on the other hand it's been a complicated and sometimes almost uh, almost like a tragic relationship in, in my life mm -hmm. um, and a lot of that can be seen through the album the the lead single is called fever yeah. and it's in Greek most of it awesome. yeah um, actually we we filmed the music video out in San Diego because at the time it was like November and obviously November Milwaukee is not very like no, it's tropical. So. Not optimal at yeah. all. No, yeah. so, it's um, more like a uh, you know barren wasteland. Right, definitely. Um, but yeah, so uh, Stephen Robinson, um, mm. Stephen Robinson and I, we went out to San Diego and filmed the video at the uh, Fairmont Grand Del Mar, just a five-star sure. hotel, awesome. like in the hills, absolutely beautiful, and. The scenery is very picturesque, and the video is very, like, also, you know, there's a lot of, like, waves, and I'm dancing around in a swimsuit, and there's fountains, and sprawling, you know, um, manicured lawns and whatnot, but the actual content, and if you look at my eyes, what I'm trying to communicate to you is a story about heartbreak, is a story about somebody um, that I trusted who stabbed me in the back, and... Sadly, a lot of girls, and men too, I shouldn't, you know, just say that, but a lot of people um, have experienced the same thing, loving someone, giving them everything, and then uh, getting only betrayal in return. And for someone who struggles with mental illness, who struggles with substance abuse, you know, you feel, you feel those personal attacks, and it's hard to look at it from an outsider's perspective and say, you know, I'm not really at fault. It's this person's fear of commitment, this person's inability to make authentic relationships. You, you blame it on yourself. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not talented enough. Yeah. I'm not good enough. I said the wrong thing. I, I did the wrong thing. Um, maybe if I would have, you know, not double texted. Maybe if I would have not showed up. Maybe if I would, you know, whatever, whatever. Such a mood. Right. That is right. That du the double texting, the uh, mm -hmm. the the open snaps. Yeah. I that is you relate. Such a major frustrating. Mood. Yeah, it is, and you know it. Yeah, you're really quick to jump to your own to identify with your own flaws because of it. And it's know? like it's like an illness. You literally yeah. feel you know um, inflamed by this, and that's what fever is about. Uh, so that particular relationship. Um, it was inspired by, by a relationship I had with a rapper who um, was in kind of the upcoming part of his fame. And we had this uh, interaction where um, I was kind of tricked into believing that he was going to give me opportunities in the music industry. Yeah. Which I'm not the type of person to... Um, ask for things really it's kind of it goes along with what I said about doubting yourself you know um, I don't really ask too much even though I should and my manager keeps telling me that like you know you got to be more forthcoming about you know stand your ground know your worth um, but at the time like he was basically dangling my dream of being a professional musician like a carrot on a string in front of me um, in exchange for you know things that I wasn't willing to give and it was a very damaging relationship because um, 
I thought we were making a connection based on um, my talent and his talent and like artist to artist mm -hmm. aside from the fame which he had that I didn't have yeah but it turns out you know it was all a big lie and it hurt because it's like all right I never went into it with the inspiration of you know oh you're becoming well known so therefore I want to get to know you it was more like I appreciate your writing I appreciate your music and I want to I want to talk about it and um that was very damaging to have somebody that you look up to, you know, uh, do something so hurtful. Exploitative. Yeah, so hurtful. And, um, yeah, totally cut me off. And it was hard for me to handle. I didn't see it coming. I was completely blindsided. To me, if you're an artist who's just started coming into some sort of fame you should know what it feels like to be in my level. Like, I haven't even been an artist for a year. I just put out my first project. You should relate to the desire to share your story. You should relate to the struggles of putting together a piece and putting it out there for everyone to judge and make fun of or whatever. You should know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. So for you to try it on somebody, despite you knowing what they're going through, it feels very cruel. And... Um, especially someone who looks up to you and uh you know since that time like i've made peace with it like you know i'm moving on but fever was about that feeling like feeling this infectious almost like feeling of uh desire for someone and then realizing halfway through that it's actually like a sickness that yeah. it's not it's not gonna bring you anything productive um I don't know if I was ready to share that story in English, so I, I used Greek. And a lot of times I do that with things I'm not necessarily ready to talk about. Um, use yeah. Greek or I'll use Spanish to kind of hide it a little more. And, um, you know, I have Greek listeners and I have exclusively Spanish listeners too who don't speak any English. Yeah. So it, it gets interesting. It gets interesting because wow. I have these people that know different sides of me. Yeah. You know? Wow, that is like... <laughs> yeah. That is one of the most, like... Just, like, that's a really fascinating dimension of, like, expressing yourself. Yeah. When you're not ready to express yourself to, like, a certain audience of your listeners, you can, you know, say say it to somebody else in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> but I, well, I appreciate you sharing that uh, <laughs> in English right. here for the show. Um, and then, would you say uh, another one of your heavily streamed songs on that album is Venom? Yeah. Um considering the title of it would you say it kind of falls in that in in that uh line too yeah the album has a lot of dark songs mm. um and the so the song venom um the lines they basically say like they talk about um rumor and whispers and um you know, talking behind someone's back, like talking about that as if it is uh, venom. And there's there's a line that said, um, like spiders in your veins spread venom to your brain with every whisper. And it's about having friends in your inner circle that behind your back are just trashing you to everyone, saying all these false things, trying to kind of bring you down or wrong in everyone else's eyes. But to your face, yeah. they're, you know... You know, using using it. you for your for their own personal gain. Right. But also. You yeah. Know, but not 
you know, not believing in you. Not believing in you. Yeah. And I had an experience like that, um, another failed relationship, I guess you could say. Uh, this was in college. It was a guy that I pined after for a while, and nobody could understand why I did. Um, they were all saying, like, he's just not a good person, and I couldn't see it. And um, I ended up having a very, like, private, uh, a very private photo shoot done for him. And I found out that he shared those photographs with yeah. his entire fraternity. Fucking scumbag. Right. And I had, like, I got a photographer. Wow. I was very vulnerable. They weren't, like, lewd. I thought it was a beautiful expression of myself. I might be a model, but, like, I... I don't do that type of modeling. I'm of not. Course. I'm not comfortable with that. I yeah. don't knock anyone who does. Whatever you want to do, you know, you go, girl. But for me, I, I don't like share those things with people. And I found it strange because I had been friends with other people in the same fraternity for a while, but they were acting weird around me. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like I was being treated like some giant slut. And I'm like thinking to myself, I've dated three guys in college. I don't you know, really, like, take people home from the bar. That's not who I am. Yeah. No knocking on the people who do, right? Let me just say that again. Right, but it's you just... Be sexually it expressive back, however you want. Right, but it goes back to being, you know, but being true to yourself. You right, know? but they were... It was... The issue was that they were giving... They were giving some sort of credit to a person for kind of, like, bringing me down. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if it was entertaining to watch me run after this person while they knew at the same time that he was trashing me behind yeah. my back. I mean, I must have looked so pathetic. I must have looked like such a, like, a giant loser and, like, really, like, not, like, obviously not very intelligent because I didn't figure out what was going on. And when I did figure it out, he never really gave me a real apology. And I think that's what bothered me the most is I confronted him about it. Yeah. You know, I was devastated. Um, and he just never really gave me a true apology for it. Yeah. And he listens to my songs now. I wrote a song in specific about that incident as well and, and sent it to him and he liked it. And we have, you know, we buried the hatchet, everything's fine. But that experience of walking into the room and, like, looking around and everyone's looking at you and, like, whispering to their friends and you're like, what is going on? Yeah. That uncomfortable feeling, it feels very much like that. Yeah, where it's like one person can be so... Or one person or sharing an experience uh, with somebody that where, you know, you are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. That can be a very poisonous experience. And that is where venom comes in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. And um, it was interesting because the other artist who's on that song, S-Graphs, I found him through a Reddit thread that my, um, my friend, like, runs, and, um, he's, like, big in the UK underground scene. Wow. Yeah, and he wrote the song from the point of view that, you know, he's been incarcerated before. He has gone through some really dark moments in his life, mm -hmm. and as a rapper, he sees other people, like, judging him for it, talking down on him, at the same time he's achieving success because of like his rapping style but also like the truth that he spits yeah. and I thought it was interesting that he took it from another direction that same theme 
So that's one of the things I like about collaborating with other artists is all I gave him was the hook and like the idea kind of behind the song. Um, and he took it in a totally, a totally new direction. So that's the great thing about artistry, right? Is you don't, you don't know exactly how your words are going to be interpreted. You might be speaking about something very specific, but it could help somebody kind of process or talk about their own experience. Yeah. Uh, totally. I was like, it's like one of my favorite songs on the album. I just got added to the uh, Backline Spotify mm, playlist, awesome. which is really cool. So I'm hoping that a lot of other people get to hear it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, shout out S-Graphs. It's one of my favorites off the album. For yeah, sure. no, it's, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. yeah, shout out Backline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, man, this bubbly is uh, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's getting in my head. Um, Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it and I talked about this a little bit uh, with Destiny last week. Um, I guess uh, we were talking about how you can be very like, you know, you when you're expressing a particular idea that has something to, that you know um, that speaks to a personal experience you've had, you know, and this is your way of like expressing your feelings about it. It's like different people will interpret it in different ways, but they'll do it in such a way that personalizes it for them, where they're, you know, something that they feel or something that they've been through, like, you may not have, you may have completely not been thinking about that when you wrote the song, but they're still finding meaning about it in their own yeah. way because of their own something that, you know, that they're, that they're familiar with that you didn't even think about. Right. That, that is, that's always such a fantastic concept to me. You know? yeah. um, and artists that are capable of accomplishing such a, a versatile underlying, um, you know, underlying... Like relatability. Yeah, relatability. Thank you for the word. <laughs> um, those are, you know, like, that. I feel like that accomplishes so much more than just, you know, that, that shows that you're, you're capable of more than what you know. Right. So, so how... and. Also, like, you recently were in, so you were in grad school. Yeah, um, I was. And you dropped out uh, mm -hmm. shortly after the album's release. Like, ten days after the album came out. Yeah, wow. Um, so, like, what, I guess, like, when what, what were kind of, like, the, the pressures of uh, balancing your academia with your artistry, like... What, like, what was that like, and what led you to the decision to drop out? Um, I started making music because I was kind of losing myself. I was seeing my mental illness flare up really intensely. A uh, year before I put out Island Girl, um, I went through one of the most difficult periods in my life. I uh, was assaulted. And I was in Europe at the time when it happened. Yeah. And then I couldn't catch a flight home because the weather was so bad. There was mm -hmm. such heavy snow that I couldn't physically leave the country I was in. Oh, geez. And I um, panicked and I had a total relapse. I sought treatment for substance abuse when I was a teenager. I actually dropped out of college um, and I was a mess. And like the prodigal son, I came crawling back to my family and they took me in. The rest of my friends, at the time, my friends, I am in touch with none of them. 
they all completely fell out of my life when I stopped doing drugs. And um, I had, that says a lot. Right. But I ended up going back to college and um, starting later than everyone else that I graduated high school with. I uh, got my degree in neuroscience and psychology, and I came to Milwaukee initially to get my doctorate in neuroscience. Mm -hmm. So I got a full ride scholarship to Marquette University, and this had been my dream for so long. I'm gonna make something of myself. You know, I come from a family that has, you know, largely they're all immigrants. I'm an immigrant myself. Like I, I was born in Colombia, so was my brother. We were adopted from there. My mom and my stepdad, my stepdad passed away unfortunately, but um, they were both. From Greece, yeah. uh, and my stepmom is from Abidjan and the Ivory Coast. Sure. So there's okay. a lot of um, there's a lot of this pressure, I guess, to make something of myself, live the American dream, work hard, achieve something that you couldn't achieve if you were in Colombia or in West Africa or in Northern Greece. Yeah. And so I started working on my doctorate. I was not prepared to handle the isolation and after um, a while I realized like my entire life was uh, you know doing the homework and doing all the reading and doing all the assignments but I also had to learn all the lab techniques do the labs I was also teaching a class um, I was trying to you know memorize so large volume of stuff and uh, at the same time, adjust to a city where I didn't really have any friends, where I didn't yeah. really know anybody. Mm -hmm. And so, because especially because I didn't know really anyone, that became my life. Like, home, lab, home, lab, home, lab, library sometimes. Yeah. And it got, you know, to the point where, especially after I, I went through what I went through, um, where like my hair was turning gray. There, I still have some gray hairs really? from that experience. Yes, and I'm 24 years old. Hmm. I don't dye my hair, but um, yeah, so I just let them be there. But uh, my hey, hair is falling out. Hey, I mean, gray, gray hairs are. Uh, it's sign of stress. I yeah, I didn't even know that, but I was, I, I was gonna say like, there there no sign of uh, you know that you're like getting washed up or anything no it's just it's no it's stress it's literally stress like yeah. you, you have that that happens when people get when they get stressed a oh, lot stress is very that. damn yeah stress is very damaging to your body the irony is that the lab i was in was studying stress and cocaine addiction wow. and when i relapsed that's what you know that's what happened to me is i was doing Oh, I was doing drugs, and I was in Europe doing drugs, and you know, kind of strung out and yeah. messed up. And I was like, I, I had, you know, when I go back to the United States, obviously I have to be completely clean. Like I can't be working in the lab and, and be on anything. Um, but then when I came back, I had to deal with the aftermath of what had happened over there, as well as trying to get clean again. I hadn't relapsed in years, like, and I was very open and honest about that. Yeah. You know, I was very honest about it, and I'll, and I'll talk about it to whoever will listen, really. Um, I don't think it's something you should be ashamed of. It's oh, of course not. It's a consistent struggle to better yourself and to, to understand yourself, but that's where fear came in a lot. Mm -hmm. I was having nightmares, reliving my assault. I was having nightmares because I was going through, like, some withdrawal. I was, um, yeah, like, chewing my nails down to the point where they were bleeding and just not eating anything or yeah. eating a lot but I held it together and I pushed through for about another like oh I want to say four months 
And during that time, I just like saw this downward spiral where I was just going more and more insane. But I started writing it down because that's one thing we do in grad school. Yeah. You you write everything down. Everything is important. You don't know what could make a difference in your experiment. A, a pipette this small of something could ruin like two months worth of work. You, you don't know. So you write everything down. So I just started cataloging my emotions. Mm -hmm. I was having chest pain, so I was writing that down. And then once I started writing, I, I was writing and writing, and all these negative thoughts just started pouring out of my head. And they turned into lyrics because oh. I was leaning on music to get me through stuff. And I had done music in my past. I was a lead singer in a band in like 2012. Oh. Um, 2013 time, but shout out seven years ago, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. But yes, yeah, so I was just writing everything down. I was just trying to be get it out of my head so that it wouldn't be you know torturing me on repeat all the time. Because like I'm not doing easy stuff. I'm doing brain surgery. I'm working in the cadaver lab. I'm you know handling sensitive, sometimes dangerous chemicals. Like I'm I'm teaching classes to pre med students. And I had this moment. <laughs> Where, like I was saying, I was keeping this diary. I was struggling, right, to keep it all together. The irony is, like, in neuroscience, I found that it wasn't just me who was suffering with this. There were all these other grad students suffering, but they drank heavily. Yeah. And obviously me, being someone who has trouble with substance abuse, like, I can't drink heavily. Um, it's not healthy for my psyche, and it will just, I've found, lead to just worse things. So um, I just had no release. It started as that, and then I remember this one pivotal moment where I was in the cadaver lab working with students, and I just like had this moment where I looked up from the uh, body we were working on, and I just look up at the like rows of students and bodies, and I remember thinking like, the people who donated their bodies to science, first of all, a selfless and amazing donation to make. It, literally lays the foundation for the rest of the doctors that are coming out of Marquette for somebody to give their body to that scientific type of uh, learning setting. Very admirable and I have nothing but the utmost respect for those people. But they come from like all walks of life and they're all different ages and um, different races, different sizes and shapes. But at the end of the day, we learn from every body as the same human, as human anatomy. You learn from everyone's heart as the same heart, you know? Yeah. And um, I just remember thinking, like, it, it may be a little morbid, but at the end of the day, everyone is the same material. When, you, when you're lying on the cold slab, you're no better than the person sitting next to you. Yeah. And I had that revelation, and I thought to myself, you know, what if it was me lying on that table, and there were students bending over me, cutting me open, learning about my body, you know, um, what could I say about my life? What could I say about, about my happiness? And I realized that I was deeply, deeply unfulfilled, that I was losing my passion for neuroscience, despite being published. I'm published in the Journal of Neuroscience as a supporting author, which for our field is like a top tier journal. Mm -hmm. And there were even some postdocs that expressed that they were like jealous of my achievement and the novelty of it wore off because I immediately was expected to come up with the next project, the next paper, what's next? Right, we're running out of time, unfortunately. But, Mowgli, what keeps you up at night? Yeah. So, like I said, um, it was a big decision for me to quit grad school and pursue music. 
and that has been keeping me up at night because now my success is fully on me. I'm not part of the system anymore that automatically allows you to get a degree and push you forward to get a job and get you know these career recommendations and these connections so I have to do it on my own now. So it's scary but um, but it feels really good. It feels really good. It feels like the real me. Yeah. You know, and I, f I feel like I'm finally in a place where I can feel self-love. Totally. Hopefully. Yeah, well, you know, you do have to kind of like, it's one of those win some, lose some. Excuse me. Win some, lose <laughs> we, some. We drank all the cooks. Yeah, we yeah, did. So. Um, so my words are slurring <laughs> together. But it is like one of those like sacrificial decisions you have to make. Yeah. You know, for, you know, where this might be something that, you know, you may be really passionate about personally, but, you know, what is what is truly bringing you joy and fulfillment in life. Right. And, exactly. you know, artistry um, seems to be opening a lot of doors for you right now and keeping you content. So I'm very happy for you. Me too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then what puts you to sleep? Just the thought that I could inspire other people to find the same joyfulness of self-expression and self-discovery by means of some sort of art like and maybe it's not necessarily that maybe you know um, maybe it's like you want to start your own clothing brand or you want to become like uh, an, an intern at a, at a music company or whatever your like dream is you want to design sailboats or you're, you want to like put out gluten-free dog treats like whatever it is that makes you happy find a way to make a living at it because once you're being employed for your passion it, it's not a job anymore you don't you don't get up and like dread going to work you get up and you feel a sense of joy about just literally existing and it's so it's so pure like it's so pure it's 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 um I'm, I'm i'm so grateful that i that i took the leap of faith and i hope that i can inspire other people to do the same thing of course well yeah. the grind comes in many forms and yeah. I, you know, I admire you, you know, finding yours that is unique to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Same here. <laughs> Thank man. you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, all right. Well, thank you for tuning in to Mr. Nice Guy, mm -hmm. uh, for Mowgli, for myself. Uh, we'll see you next week here at High Five Studio.